This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of a law. Hey everybody, welcome to Elseworlds Exchange, classic edition, I'm Sal. I'm Joel, back Today, again. Back again, tag team, back again. We're going to be talking about action figures today. Uh, this is a Joel idea, so if it, if it tanks, blame Joel. But uh, <laughs> but no, for real, I'm excited, because I love action figures. Or so rather, I. I did. You know, it's less changed since I, like, crossed 20. <laughs> yeah, th- there comes a point... And it it truly is one of those sad moments of growing up, and I'm pretty sure a lot of our fans can relate to this. It's when you lose that imagination to play with action figures. Like, there used to be a point where you could have, you know, like, amazing sagas take place between your action figures, and then one day, it's just gone. It's just over. And and, uh, I've actually, there's a episode of Back Issues that I think is coming up where I talk about, like, the phenomenon of reaching a limit. Mm. Uh, I likened it to uh, I, I I think I cut it, but I likened it to serial killers, and it's like, <laughs> stay with me now, uh, because I had a friend who was really like weirdly obsessed with serial killers, and one of the things that he shared with me, uh, not that he was a serial killer, but <laughs> just that, really into it, that uh, in his research he discovered that like serial killers who are not found, the ones that they don't actually catch, yeah, um, like they the don't, zodiac and shit, right? The ones that they don't catch usually aren't caught because. They stopped killing, and they were really good at it. And what they've discovered, or rather, what one popular theory, a psychoanalytical theory, is that serial killers reach a limit. Really? Where they're they just like, get all killed out. They get it all killed out, and they're like, I've killed enough. I've killed enough, I've left enough cryptic messages. That's what he, uh, I, he actually, he was the guy who got me into Garth Ennis' Punisher Max, and he wanted to, he was like, I think I want to write a Punisher story. This is a dude who, by the way, like, outside of Ben and Ethan, this guy likes comics even less than them. That's Uh, amazing. Read fewer comics than them, and he regularly read Garth Ennis' Punisher. But, uh, dude was like, I think I want to write a Punisher story where Punisher, thank you, Austin, for your super chat participation, you rock, man, um... Where uh, where Punisher reaches the kill limit, <laughs> like where he's just like I can't kill anymore. Like I just that's don't. A, that's the title right there, Punisher Kill Limit. Kill Limit. That I'm copyright. That's mine. Uh, but yeah, like he reaches the limit. He just he can't kill anymore. He just I'm, I'm I don't want to anymore. I don't, I don't, it's all out of my system. And it's like <laughs> oh, and I go well. So you're writing the last Punisher story, and it has a kind of happy ending because he isn't killed by police or by like a monster in a fucking boat or something. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, well, they're not gonna go for that. Um, you, you would need to do. You would need to be like how Stella got her groove back. It would be how Frank got his murder boner back. How how he learned to enjoy murder again. Yeah, I mean, and really, what you do is you just do a story about human trafficking or something where he's just like, yeah, these people have to die. Which um, always sets him off. Like, that slaver story is still probably one of the most hardcore books ever written. You know what You know what would set him back on the... You would do this whole story where he reaches the limit, and then you launch the story where the dude uh, exhumes the bodies of his family and the peas on oh, them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have that last page image of, Punner, of Frank just like... Just like that look on his face is so freaking amazing because it's just it, otherwise it just looks like a frowny dude, but because you know it's Frank, it's like oh my god. There's the shit they never do in the movies, but I hope they eventually tell that story on Netflix because it's like that guy is is like Nicky something. He wasn't even a supervillain. He no, he's just, just some dick. Mafioso. Yeah, he was just a random dick. Exhumes the bodies of Frank's family, desecrates them, and then puts it on the internet. Yep. And then they just show it on TV, and they're like, "Holy crap! I would not want to be Frank Castle right now." Yeah, you just called down the thunder, sir. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so like Frank Castle hasn't, or like most serial killers, uh, I reached an action figure limit, but Mm -hmm. there was a time, and there was a time, when I was all about action figures. Uh, So, Joel, let's get into it, because I'm sure you were like me, and you dug the shit out. It was just like... I sure did. And by the way, because Marvel was run by toy men in the 90s... Yep. We had, I think, no... Like, you know, Marvel's had, Marvel publishes like 50 stories a month, 
But I feel like I've probably written more Marvel stories with Toy Biz action figures than the entire yeah, publishing right. of Marvel Comics history. <laughs> let me let, let me tell you about one of the greatest Christmas gifts I ever received, yeah. and I can still see the commercial in my head right now because that was another big part yes. of action figures the commercials that were like the mini <coughs> excuse me 30 Certainly. second movies the Waterworld x-men line which no has nothing to do with the kevin coster movie <laughs> Waterworld. although looking back on it now i'm like what the fuck were you thinking yeah no you you shared with me the commercial and you could just if you type in Waterworld or waterworks x-men yep. figures you'll find the commercial and it's great um, it's so good. Where it's like, oh no, a Sentinel came out of the water. What are we gonna do? Well, Wolverine's on his badass X Men jet ski, and then they got the Hydro Mobile <laughs> Command Center with the little Aqua thing where you would pull the thing on the side, and then it would fill up with water, and it would drop your action figure down. And it was really cool. Yeah, um, I had a membership to a lake when I was a kid, my, or rather, my parents did, and I. Went to the lake every damn day, and I actually participated with a lot of kids who also had action figures. Uh, thank you, Mod King Mopey, you rock, man. And um, we uh, we would share and trade our action figures and played in the water constantly. And mm -hmm. it's like they must have noticed at some point, hey, these kids are putting the action figures in the in the water. We got to start making them more modded for waterworks, like yeah. in the tub, in the in, at a, at lakes, pools, everywhere. I know, uh, yeah, a, a, every action figure of our own has been submerged in some significant Same. body of water. But the worst I, I thing you could G. do... G.I. Joe did it first with their Scuba Steves and all those other oh, types. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, even proto, like, G.I. Joe, like, when they were dolls, uh, had, like, aqua, you know, uh, scuba versions of them, and you could put The them aqua on. assault gear. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they they know, like, because, you know, you're you're trying to distract your kid and making him, like, yeah, it's rubber ducky logic, as uh, Sam Anderson says. Like, it's just, there you go. you gotta, you're trying to get your kid clean, and if he's if he's using his hands doing this, you can wash them and then get them the hell to bed. But uh, but yeah, action figures were a huge part of my life, almost more so than comics at the, at, at some point or another. Like, just and and by the way, do you have this phenomenon when you go to cons or anything like that where you see an action figure that either you always wanted or that you used to have, and you just go like, and you have this moment where you're like, I have to get that constantly. Yes, when we were at Seattle. I was looking through the $10 action figures, and they had, like, the Toy Biz Cable. Oh. I think it was, like, Cable who came with Bone Crusher. And I'm like, oh, man, I played with this dude all the time. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm pretty sure this guy's still in my mom's basement somewhere. Yep. And then I'm just like, should, should I spend $10 for Cable, a toy that I had all these years ago? No, no, I'll just I'll just leave that memory there. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe I'll come back in 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh no, I was at a East Coast Comic Con. This old couple had just stacks of toy biz and like the old school Marvel figures with like. Okay, so toy biz made these old Marvel action figures. They looked horrible, <laughs> and uh, they had like really stiff Captain America, really stiff. Uh, Punisher. They had a Spider-Man who had like ball bearings in every joint so that he could like yes. he could be superposable. I had that one. <laughs> Me too. They also had the other uh, Spider-Man action figure where he had like he had a straight arm and there was a he was doing the web swinging thing and he had like uh, a spider tracer at the end and you could you could like make him web line by mm -hmm. running a string through his arm. Um, similarly, it's just it, like. They had they were so crappy, but because you had nothing, your imagination made them even more awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Tetsuo, for your participation in this. Uh, Tetsuo, Kaneda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like this this old couple had a whole bunch of them, and one that I never got because it was always hard to find was the Human Torch. Mm. Loved the Human Torch. I thought he was I, the the closer in accuracy the action figures got, the better. Oh in yeah. My mind. Um, and I always wanted that that Human Torch because a couple of my friends had Human Torches, but I could never find them. Because my participation with uh, action figures was always in my neck of the woods. There was a store. It was called the Bradleys. They don't have Bradleys no more. But Bradleys was a department store. I, I don't know where you got your action figures, Joel. But like, my my All parents hated going to toy stores. So did they? I learned to go to department stores because my mom loved going to department stores, and mm. she was the she was the home the home buddy. So she took me when she was like going to get like supplies or clothes. And I'd be like, I'm going to the action figure section, and then go into the Bradleys, which I think is a lower end department store. It's kind of like a Caldor. Right. Uh, 
but uh, but they always had like this huge wing of action figures: Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, nice. Toy Biz, Marvel, and uh, DC Superpowers came right before my time. I missed right. the DC Superpowers era, but I loved them, and I would get them in like garage sales. Nice. Um, so yeah, let's let, let's talk about some of these because I just touched on like a million different variations. Because your All water great. your waterworks one is an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Because, so they made, uh, Toy Biz, <laughs> Toy Biz and, and Marvel have a really funny and dicey and disgusting history because they Avi Arad, surely do. Avi Arad, producer of, uh, Spider-Man movies and, uh, ruiner of Marvel. Yep. <laughs> uh, was in charge of Toy Biz. Thank yep. you, Tetsuo. His company. And, yeah, it was his company. And he encouraged Marvel to create more and new and various mutants. To turn into action figures. D- didn't he toy, uh, coin the term toynetics? I think he did. might have, or at least he was around at the yeah. same time of it. Incidentally, by the way, you know who else was a toy man who worked directly with Aviarad was Ike Perlmutter. That's right, he was. Uh, so, it's funny, actually, I have an old Wizard magazine where there's a very small article. It just says, Aviarad and co-partner in Toy Biz... Ike Perlmutter have now become like president of Marvel stu- of Marvel like incorporated and I'm like this is it this is my save the clock tower moment if I go back in time and I go stop to this, this to the writing of this article I can stop it from happening <laughs> except then like we wouldn't have bitch and action figures that's um, true it, it's a real sad trade off isn't it that some of your most beloved childhood memories and most favorite pieces of plastic were created by these people with nothing but darkness in their hearts <laughs> like yes beautiful money um but yeah, I loved my action figures, and they start out with these big proto-regular superheroes, and then, as the X-Men got more and more popular, they start spinning out even more. They made X-Men figures, they made X-Force figures, they made X-Factor nice. figures, and then, once they ran out of teams, they were like, okay, I guess we should start making, like, variants? And so they started right. making, like, Waterworks action figures, and, like, projectile-launching action figures. Yep. Just, just, uh, just a crazy time. If you were a Marvel fan... You were going on insane headcanon Marvel adventures with, like, your thousands of action figures. You you just reminded me, too, about the Avi Arad and Toy Biz thing. Mm-hmm. You, you want to know how scummy and money-focused these guys were? They had a whole scam figured out for the importing of action figures from China where they didn't want to pay an extra tariff because they were transporting what was at the time considered dolls. Yeah. Which, you know, a doll in the dictionary is any human-esque figure. Mm-hmm. So Arad and Toy Biz and all his people were like, oh, well, they're not really dolls, though. They're mutants, so they're not really human. <laughs> so they shouldn't have to pay that extra tariff. And this went to, like, the Supreme Court they fought this, and That's eventually they won. That's messed up. It's even funnier because it's like, well, isn't the whole idea of mutants in the comics that they strive to, you know, be human and we're no oh. the rest of humanity? Not as far as Arad and that tariff is Not concerned. humans. <laughs> So I yeah, can save myself not, a dollar. Not fucking humans. It's even funnier, though, because he actually got that expanded to other characters. So the Human Torch and Spider-Man, as far as Arad was concerned for this, were not considered human. Right. God damn it. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I think they eventually had to lift that tariff law just because, like, well, too many people are abusing this now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, like, it's just, at this point, what do you... T- at some point, you just go, all right, well, there's, there's too much money to be had. We're going to wrap that up. But uh, what were some of the stores that you got your your action figures from, and uh, what were some of your earliest memories with action figures? It's uh, it's not around anymore, but uh, Zellers here in Canada, they sold out to Target, then Target friggin' shit the bed here in Canada, so they're not here anymore. Damn. But yeah, Zellers was the one I really remember, because again, it was, it was like a department store. It was right. a Canadian answer to a department store, very similar to you whenever my mom would do shit. It's like, okay, off to the action figure section then, and you're right was ruled by Marvel, was ruled <clears throat> by the DC powers and everything else. Yeah. What's interesting, though, and this is actually very important to, like, my identity as a comic nerd, there was a comic store, the first one that I ever went to. Oh, God, what was it called? I was so young, I can barely remember. This was, like, <laughs> when I was just coming up and loving all the cartoons and everything. And this place, I knew this place was cool because it had the McFarlane oh. toys. Man, yeah, okay. The Caldor in my area, in my grandma's neck of the woods, was the first depart- was the first store that I saw that had McFarlane toys. 
Which and they were extreme, so they had to have their own special store. Oh yeah! Not only that, uh, when I, I I was one of the first beta testers for the McFarlane Toys figures because when I got them, they were called Todd Toys, mm. and I got them all. Like the first wave: Spawn, Medieval Spawn, Violator, the Spawn Mobile, Spawn Alley, uh, nice. Angela. And uh, the only thing that I couldn't get was Malbolgia, which is why whenever I see Malbolgia figures, I go, oh, I gotta get it! And then I just don't, because I'm like, I don't have any room for him. First of all, he's huge. Secondly, he's disgusting looking. Sal, let me blow your mind. I had Malbolgia. Damn it! Everyone else had Malbolgia! <laughs> I had Malbolgia, but here's the thing, though, about these Todd toys, these McFarlane toys. Yeah. They really weren't meant to be played with. They fell apart incredibly easily. Oh, big time. Uh, Violator had a horn on top of his head. When you pulled the horn, his jaw opened up. That horn came right the hell out. Yep. Every single time. Also, Violator's body, because he was drawn by McFarlane, was, like, bizarre. And he's yep. basically just one of those bendy action figures. One of those bendy mm -hmm. figures. Um, yeah, just nuts. I, I had Zombie Spawn. What else? I had so many. I think I had, like, OG Original Spawn with, like, the big cape that came out around the same time as the movie. Yep. They, they all fell apart on me, and I look back on it now, and I'm like, fuck me, I wish... I kept those because they probably would be worth so much money now. They are not because are I see them for sale everywhere. Okay, uh, then I don't if, feel so bad. If you now. ever go to Somerville, New Jersey at the Comic Fortress, no plug. I like these guys and they always, there's a table. It's full of old action. It's full of old spawn figures. If you want the first spawn figure, boom, it's there. You want the gold <laughs> variant version of that figure? It's on that table. You know why I know that it's on that table? Because it's been on that table for the last year and a half. <laughs> uh, well, that sounds like an invitation. I gotta check that out. Seriously, now. it's great. There's just nuts uh, with, with, with spawn figures. But spawn came at a time, it was right before I, I hit my action figure limit. But before that, man, I started out with Ninja Turtles. That was my nice. uh, that was my crack was Ninja Turtles figures. Uh, and there was more than enough variants and everything to keep you coming back. Detective Donnie, Slam Dunk, Michelangelo. Uh, oh, the sports variants Green when they were really Beret, fun. Green Beret, Raph. There's nice. a million different versions. I had I had a lot of them. And I'll tell you what happened with all of them, too, because, like, I had so many that, like, it was... It, it, it got to be obsessive. And uh, when I hit, like, I think 10 or 11, there was a kid... A younger kid who, um, who, okay, so I did a lot of volunteer work at my, at my church, and it wasn't really, like, volunteer work in as much as, like, I was on the books. It was more like when the parents all wanted to socialize, I would watch and take care of the kids, and they were all deeply obsessed with Ninja Turtles. And one time, um, I really, I, I just realized I wasn't playing with them as much as I, as I, norm, as I used to. I didn't really care as much about them. And so I made, like, a kind of, um pinata and i had like the main kid who i like really like had like a little like friendship with um oh. he hit the he hit the pinata all my ninja turtles action figures dumped out and he could keep them oh he just took them sweet. home with him that was and, that was your andy and toy stories three moment yes i'm like well here you go these are it all my home. ninja Turtles. every single last one of them gone um, my Ghostbusters figures, though, forget it. No, those are mine. <laughs> um, you can't have these. You cannot. Oh, nothing. I, I loved uh, the Toy Biz figures. I loved the Kenner Superpowers figures. Uh, mm. I love them so much. And I want, like, I, I love the, one of the one of my favorite ones was, was, was Robin, surprisingly enough, and their plastic capes. But, they were uh, nice. They were really nice. Oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're cloth capes. They had these little... These little cloth capes with a great plastic neck ring, and you snapped it back on their neck so that they could come off and on. Um, Shredder also had a cloth cape. He did. Too, weird, emaciated, hobo-looking <laughs> Shredder. He did. He looked like he was kept in a cage and just tormented for years. He, One yeah, of the coolest-looking bad guys looks so fucked up. He looked awful. Yeah, actually, uh, in my headcanon, my Shredder was the Super Shredder action figure. Nice. So I'm like, he's cooler, and they never did anything with him in Ninja Turtles 2, so I'll just use him as main shredder. Yeah, uh, but um, but those cloth capes were great. I know Wizard had a real problem with, like, non-cloth capes, because when DC stopped making those superpowers figures and Toy Biz was dominating the market, DC tried to, like, get in on it, and their figures were all basically, like, miniature statues, where they were, like, they were amazing poses, but they couldn't do anything or move or articulate, and their 
capes were solid plastic and used as kind of like stands, basically. Mm. Weird and terrible. But, uh, but man, I love those figures. Nothing could compare to the joy of opening a Ghostbusters figure. Oh, yeah. That was, those, that was my first love. I will never, they, they will never, their time will never come again. And there was just, so much Ghostbusters merch, too, when I look back on it now. Like, you could get the trap. You could get the Ecto-1. The funny thing was, the trap came so much. You get the Proton Pack, like, day <laughs> freaking one. You want to you wanna be a Ghostbuster? Well, here's the thing. We're not going to make the, uh, the, the jumpsuit until Ghostbusters 2. But... If you wanna, if you really wanna get on this, here's the here's the proton pack. And proton pack came with, uh, it was a big blue proton pack with the particle accelerator and a big green piece of foam you could stick in the front, and you squeeze the trigger and it made like a car starting sound effect. Um, but number one with that, kids always wore it upside down. Yep. Drove me crazy. There, I was like, it's not like that. They're like, no, but it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, it's a nuclear reactor strapped to your back. Wear it right. Yeah. And secondly, the trap came like a good, I want to say, five years later. Mm. Like, forever I'm like, well, I gotta pretend I have a trap, and then eventually they made it. And the trap was fantastic, because it was, it was, uh, you got the little plastic trap, you got the tube, and the, the, foot decom- uh, the foot compressor. Foot compressor, when you compressed it, sent air through the tube, and then opened the trap open. I remember that. And they tried to, like, market it as a... It's like a, a little feature where if you put your little action figure of a ghost from your Ghostbusters action figures on top of the trap doors and then hit the hit the, 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 the foot compressor, it would open up and then it would drop the ghost into the trap. Number one, <laughs> never worked. Number two, hmm. the foot decompressor, like six of those stumps and that thing was done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's just toys and toys commercials in general, right? You could never get them to do what they did in the commercial all the time. You know what always got me? The action figures always looked awesome because they had, like, these destructible sets. Yes! And just, like, all these blocks. I'm like, can I buy the blocks? Where do I go for the blocks? The I was blocks hoping were we were going to talk about the, the action figure commercial sets because the sets were legit. And... I always was like, where can I get, whenever it was Ninja Turtles, for example, it was always this, like, amazing-looking street set, like, this whole playset of a street with, like, storefronts and garbage bins, and I'm like... The dead art, isn't it? It's kind of like claymation stages. It's like they got, like, a bunch of craftsmen to build the... I've seen action figure commercials since then, and... Outside of the Paul Dini, Kevin Smith, Batman action figure retro commercial, the rest of them, they have abandoned the set entirely. It's a dead art, and that's unfortunate, because that's half the fun. Yeah, but the set for me, I'm like, where is it? They they made it. It must be available for purchase. No. You had to make it yourself. Um, man. Yeah, I always wanted, like, those play... And the play sets they made available were never... They never lived up to the hype. You know, like, nope, Batman's Batcave? Yeah, it was Wayne Manor. <laughs> One end, the the X Men headquarters, which is actually in the recommended videos for the Waterworld. Yes, I I had that too. In fact, I got two versions of that. You want to know why? Because the first one I got was actually defective because it didn't have the little Wolverine with the blue and the red in it. Mm -hmm. Oh. and so my mom took it back to the store and complained, and I got another one. So I had two X Men headquarters. (laughs) They didn't want the other one back. No, they didn't. They're just like, fine, here, just take this, whatever, lady. That's but my amazing. mom's really good at complaining to retail people. That's fair. Listen, if That's it, her if talent. It, if, they promised, if they promised it came with an action figure and you didn't get it, fuck that. No, that is messed yeah. up. Uh, they also bad. made a Blackbird figure. They made uh, they made his great Sentinel figure. That came way too late. Um, mm. But, uh, but yeah, man, those. Uh, let's talk about those action figure commercials for a minute because nothing can beat the hype that was generated from classic action figure commercials. And that, so much hype. that is a 90s thing. Because in the 80s, when, when Kenner Superpowers figures came out, they tried, uh, they didn't ha- They didn't know, all you needed to do was take the figure, put it in a child's hands, and have them go, oh no, here comes the crush! Like, it was, so they, I think they did like animation, and a couple other like random things. So they would just show the figure, and they'd be like, go buy it at the store! But <sighs> later they are like, no, you gotta do a whole like sketch where we we show off their features and they and 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 we can kind of lead the kid into a, a like this is what you're supposed to do with them with six kind of points thing. of articulation yeah um, but you but they didn't just well, well okay the the Kenner superpowers people were like 
This is an action figure. The figure has several points of articulation. You'll note that it also looks like the character you have familiarity with. It is available <laughs> at fine retail outlets in your comic book stores. Go buy it. The Marvel figures, and by extension, like even like the Alien figures, the Predator oh, figures, the yeah. G.I. Joe figure, every oh, figure yeah. from there, they're like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And they give it to like, they give it in the hands of children that are dressed way better than you'll ever be dressed. They and sure were. They go into either like a, a, a jungle habitat that mm. you'll never uh, have or a, uh, a an amazingly crafted like hollywood set made oh, yeah. specifically for your figures and then they were like here's what you do and you're like oh no magneto's attacking the city well don't worry wolverine's got his adamantium claws and we haven't thought that magneto would rip them out yet so that's an <laughs> that's a that's a okay attack that you know, story's coming kids yeah <laughs> stay tuned for wolverine with adamantium ripping out of flesh action that, that reminds me, too, when Wolverine got the adamantium ripped out of him, became that weird feral beast man Wolverine. I had that action figure. Oh, too. yeah. And by the way, like, that's the thing is that if you wanted, like, current figures, if you wanted figures that were like the the, the comics you were reading, they made them. But they, they made them in, like, a weird variant thing. Like, if you ever wanted a female action figure, you were shit out of luck. They didn't sure make were. those things. Or if they did, they made really, really few of them. The Toy Biz one, they had, like, She-Hulk. They had uh, Invisible Woman. A couple others. And, I got a uh, storm from McDonald's, and I felt really happy that I got that storm. I had a storm, too. Because like, oh, not going to get him anywhere else. No, they made, a, they made a storm where if you pulled the tab in the back, the lightning bolt in her chest, like, glowed. That was the one. Yeah, that and it's like... It. Yep, that was it. And I'm like, great. If you get her in water, it's destroyed. Same thing with yeah. Magneto, where it's like, Mag if you click the thing on the back of Magneto, sparks shoot out of this little block in his chest. <laughs> Unless you get it in water, and then it's destroyed. <laughs> Hey, kids, be sure to play with Sparky Magneto next to the oily rat. Pardon me. <laughs> I had to sneeze. Um, and unlike Ethan, I'm not just going to say to you, I'm going to sneeze and then just <laughs> and then not sneeze. <laughs> it's literally an episode of Back Issues. We're in the middle of a story, and then Ethan just turns and goes, I'm going to sneeze. Did nothing. And then didn't. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Way to tease us with the sneeze, man. So funny and... So weird, I kept it in the episode. Nice. I'm like, no, it's going in. But uh, That's always the best stuff. It's like, I'm not cutting this, I hope you know. Right, exactly. But uh, with female action figures, like, later on the line, they realized that people needed female action figures. Because, like, especially with the X-Men, every third new character, every second new character was a, was a girl. It's like half the team. Yeah, which is kind of progressive when you think about it, like how Very. the Avengers have one person, she has no powers, or the uh, the Justice League has one person, and she's the only one. And uh, the X Men, they're def you could literally have a whole team of X Men with just women. They have, yeah, they have, and they didn't la it didn't last, which is frustrating. But oh. uh, but yeah, like um, if you wanted a female action figure down the line, they were like, okay, well we'll risk it if we couch it in like a weird. Uh, kind of like variant version you know like if you wanted to if you want a black cat figure you had to get like the spider-man monster movie collection version mm. where it's like you could get venom the madness and black cat and there was just this weird wave where they would like throw in a female character or remember they would, aqua venom aqua venom exactly but if you took all that shit off you got like comic book accurate venom like they, that's where yeah. they hid your your comic book accurate figures under the guise of all of these enhancements and additions just I had a four pack that was just that. It was like a weird future Scarlet Spider, an Aqua Venom, uh, like some weird Hydro version of Spider Man. Yep. And then, like, I think Silver Sable was in there too. Yeah. Uh, Exile State Comics said they made eight, uh, Age of Apocalypse figures. Like, yes, they did. And the the Apocalypse, they made three Apocalypse figures from my, my recollection. One was the worst, and it was the first one where he's the same size as everybody else, and he looks like a doofus. And his enhancement powers were he could get bigger. But how can he get bigger if that's how big he is? Well, you pull his arms and legs and then little mm. shoots. Like, he looks like he's being drawn and quartered <laughs> or stretched. But that was a growth enhancement. Then the next one was a more comic accurate one with a big A belt buckle. And he looked a little bit cooler. Then the Age of Apocalypse one was, he was even bigger, and he had weird, like, Macho Man Randy Savage, like, ribbons all over him. Nice. But, uh, but in that run, you could get Blink, you could get Apocalypse, just amazing. But by that time, I think around Age of Apocalypse and Spawn, 
you know, I got my spawn figures, I played with those, and then I was like, all right, well, like the next wave came out. I remember my comic book retailer was like, hey, they're making this new spawn figure. It's spawn 10 or something like that, I remember. But it was spawn, and he had a cape that like telescoped in. When you pushed his skull on his belt buckle, it flapped out, and it was like a figure where it's like, spawns this big, and his cape was this wide. Just like it is. Yeah, and I'm like, that's cool, I guess. I remember being like, that's cool, I guess. And he took that to mean, oh, I'll reserve it for you, and you have to buy it. So I got it, and I was like, thanks. And he's somewhere in the basement of my parents' house. Um, The only figure that... No, that's not true. Because then McFarlane started making Movie Maniacs figures. Mm. And my enjoyment of my my love of action figures could be preserved by being carried over into uh no I, i'm not buying action figures i'm getting mini statues of movies i like there you go and then i'd create dioramas where it's like the t-800 fighting snake plissken with norman bates and the scream killer like, <laughs> like okay sounds good to me yeah and then eventually i just i reached the limit and i was like all right i gotta stop I don't care about any of this anymore. It just all went to a trunk, and it's all in my parents' house. Nice. But, uh, yeah. Talking about commercials there, you know, I'm sure – I know you weren't into it, but, mm. of course, I was into it. Those Power Rangers action figures commercials, man, where the toys were so powerful, the commercials would end with the kid literally getting blown up and being covered in ash and explosive yes. residue. <laughs> yeah. And for reference, by the way, these figures were the most basic – so, you know, like, they, they were lame. I, I mean, I hate to say it because, like, Looking I had friends back. who – I knew kids who had them. And, like, you – okay, there's there's Tommy, right? But if you push a button, his head flips back and then he yep. becomes the Green Ranger. Those were the first ones. Then they had the ones that were, you know, bigger. They were the six inches. Yes. They were closer to die cast, closer to dolls. They were a little bigger. For me, though, it was all about the Zords because the Zords were the fucking coolest and they were the most expensive. That's oh, where yeah. they made most of their money. They looked super sweet. Like, again, like, you know, from that whole, like, statue point of view, I stuck with them a little longer because of that. Right. I remember, like, getting to the point where it's like, okay, this is too much now for me, <laughs> but I got to get it because it's really cool. Time Force had the Quantasaurus Megazord, which was like a big, giant-ass dragon with tank guns on it. But you got, like, your own little morpher thing that was, like, a remote control. Oh, that's cool. You could RC it around, and then you could press a button, and it would transform when you told it to. That's nuts. Like, see, now that... They never did any more like that. And I'm like, that was such a good idea. Why did you never do more of those? It's probably prohibitively expensive to make. Oh, certainly. (laughs) Um, Man, you know, those Zords, the Zord figures, um, were the fodder for comedians at that time. I remember, like... Every every comedian, armchair comedian, or, like, fun dad would make this damn joke about these mm-hmm. freaking Power Rangers figures where they're like, I can't distinguish between them. You know, like, so, no, 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 dad, you got the wrong one. I wanted the green one. Like, it's just a piece of plastic, and they're all in the same shape. It's like, they're, <laughs> they're, ty- they're, di- they're dinosaurs. If you don't know the difference between a pterodactyl dinosaur and a fucking Tyrannosaurus dinosaur, I can't help you. But it's not my fault. Like, that's not the failing of the action figure companies. That's the failing of you not knowing colors and shapes. Like, screw yeah. you. <laughs> it's it's funny, too, you know, uh, looking back on it now. The other big problem with the Zords is that to make it just right, they give you the little sticker decals you had to put on to, like, make them look truly accurate. Yeah, which they, is impossible. Thanks. It's impossible they would always peel, they would always bunch up, yep. and it really upsets me, but it's also really awesome. Now, you can buy special awesome die-cast versions of all your favorite Megazords from all the eras past, and they look 100% accurate, and they're all statue quality, and every time I see them on Amazon or on eBay, I get a little itch, and I'm like, no, you don't. you're a big boy now, Joel, you don't. Where, where will you put that? <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, is that Okay, so we had this obsession with action figures. We loved playing with our figures. We loved, and not just because they were fun and you could use your imagination and all that. There was a bit, there's like, that's like 80%. But there's also this really significant 20% that was, I like seeing the things I find interesting or care about or my fiction realized in physical form. I like seeing them physically there. And no matter how cool these action figures were or how much they matter uh, to you as a child, 
in today's world, not only do they look a little bit like cheap or old, but they've made current versions of them that rival even like screen accuracy. Yep. Like now, if I want to see like the my 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 imagination of Spider-Man looking cool in physic and and operating in physical space will never be rivaled or, or will always be beaten by a way more bitchin' statue or current action figure or a Hot Toys collectible. You beat me to it. A Hot Toys is like, hey, nerds, we know you're older now and have money. How would you like an amazingly photo-accurate version of the thing you like? You know what's destroying me is um, uh, New York Comic Con last year, Ben and I fucking freaked out because... Uh, I don't remember if it was Hot Toys. I feel like it must have been made screen-accurate... Uh, original Ninja Turtles movie act, uh, figures. And they had, like, smaller ones, and they had the huge ones, and they both looked, both versions looked like you just reached into the movie and pulled them out. Um, just unbelievable. The texturing, the coloring, the the, the, the the accuracy, it's just unfreaking fathomably good. And I want them so badly, and I, the, uh, the other day I was at a FYE, believe it or not, and... They had Donatello, and it was this freaking nice. big. And look, oh, there's a NECA. And they're so great, but it's like over $100, and it's Donatello. And it's a freak. And at the end of the day, it's a giant Donatello. Yeah, it's like, where would you put it? It's like, well, I could put it on my mantelpiece if I really wanted. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, you'd be getting some weird looks from the pizza guy. Well, uh, or the pizza guy would be like, hey, it's our number one all-time seller. But like <laughs> That, too. He'd be really – so true story. So I signed for a package the other day, and of yeah. course, you know, it's early in the morning. I'm wearing my robe. Which is a Captain America robe, because what else would it be, right? I got it for work, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I signed for the package, and I'm still half of it. Yeah, whatever. And he's like, the delivery guy laughs a little at me. He's like, oh, I didn't know Captain America lived in this building. And I'm like, it's for work. But before I could finish that, hey, I'm a comic book YouTuber guy, he chuckles and goes, oh, I'm sure, and then leaves. And I'm like, hey, and I'm like, hey come back, fucking UPS, man. I got to finish telling my story. Ah, god damn it. <laughs> Wow! Thank you for perpetuating this negativity, you fucking jackass! The hilarious thing is that what he was delivering to me was a book from DC Fan Channel I had to review early. I was going to open it up in front of him and be like, No, see, look, this is my job. They sent this to me early. Yeah, I'm I, so, I have to play with this, man. Come on. Yeah, come on, Jesus. And then I'm like, <laughs> why do I care what the UPS man thinks about me? Right, fuck you, you're delivering UPS packages, you dick. Yeah, <laughs> Don't you're give wearing me a hard time. shorts and it's cold out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's funny. I I will say, I don't think I've ever, apropos buying action figures and getting them, I've never been given a hard time. Um, getting action figures, look like buying them, having them. Nobody ever, ever, like, even, like, and by the way, as we've established as the nature of this channel, I didn't grow up with comic book fans. Like, I didn't have any comic book fans, to action, like, action figure fans. Um, all my friends did other things, and none of them were like, you're, you're lame. Like, never made fun of me, never gave me a hard time about it. And I gotta say, yeah. like, that's, that's a rarity. I feel much the same way. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I will say, uh, I did almost convert a friend of mine because he was really big into a show called Exo Squad. And, oh yes! And they had, uh, they had amazing action figures. The Exo sure Squad did. figures were phenomenal. First of all, they looked great. Second of all, uh, they were incredibly intricate and very, very uh, well crafted. Third of all, they were all uh, usable. You know, like if they had a, if you saw a missile, you could shoot it. If you saw yeah. a cage or some aspect, you could open it. Like, you could swap out characters. It was just... It, though, and he loved those. But I think it was because, like, the dude is now in... Like, he's been in the video game industry for a long time. And, nice. Like, he makes, like, models, uh, 3D models of things. So, like, clearly that was... That spoke to his sensibility of, like, I want to make... I want to make the alien's power loader real... Mm -hmm. Or at the very least, I want to be able to manipulate it in a, in a virtual space. And I mean, really, video games are just toys, very expensive digital toys. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, like, just just incredible, um, that that world and that life. Uh, action figures, man. Um, I, I can't believe we've talked this long about it, and we haven't talked about Transformers. I, you know, it's funny, when I was a kid, I didn't really get into the Transformers. Neither did I. Here's the weird thing. I came in super late. I had way more Beast Wars than I had Transformers. If ever it was going to get you in, Beast Wars was a was a great show. If, especially if you if you were a kid during that time and you watched the X-Men animated series, then Beast Wars was mm -hmm. the same fucking thing because it was yep. about very colorful characters capable of great power 
doing ineffectual things and basically dealing with interpersonal drama. It was a soap opera. I had, I wish I still had it, I had the purple T-Rex Megatron that you turn around and you do all the stuff and I could never transform it all the way because I was a dumb kid. I Me didn't too. know how it freaking yeah. worked. <laughs> you, you, you know, I've heard some people complain because they've made like Transformers easier to transform now than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you hear like adult nerds be like, man, they're coddling this younger generation, man. Back in my day, it was an accomplishment when you transformed a Transformer all it, the way. It was, by the way. They were hard to make. Like, <laughs> Very. Uh, and that was that might have been a big deterrent for me. It was why I didn't like uh, Transformers figures. I was just like, it's hard to transform them. As, a, as the chat is quick to remind me, no, Joel, it was called Beasties. Yes, it was called Beasties in Canada because that was a weird thing for Canadian Couldn't say kids. wars couldn't say war same with war of the planets we didn't have war of the planets we had shadow raiders and actually i had the planet from war of the planets the big thing that like opened up and reached out and ate yeah. all the planets and shit that's cool that was a that was a cool piece i wish i kept that Ooh, i had like the ridiculously huge galactus with like the thing and everything oh yeah like, i really wanted it but by the time that came out i was like no nah, i'm done i'm out it was stupid bulky. I could never put it anywhere. No. And, like, I've never seen a Galactus that wasn't totally broken. Yeah. Or the, 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 uh, the, the side helmet thingies weren't broken off, or he wasn't missing his planet drilling device or whatever. Never seen for, a Galactus. For this one, it was little slits you had to put it, and they were poorly made, and there the you slits go. fell out, and you never found them again. That's it. Yeah, did you have Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in Canada? Pardon? That was a UK thing. We were allowed ninja over Okay, here. you could have ninjas. All right. I think we've established this before, but I had to ask because, like, I, I, that is... that the, the Ninja Turtles, Hero Turtles thing is a contributing factor to the, to the Mandela effect. It's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, weird. But, uh... So we haven't even talked about Star Wars figures yet. Oh my god, the granddaddy of figures in many ways. Yeah. The, when the movie Hitten was so popular, you sent away for it in the back of like a magazine. They're look, we promise when they're done, kid, we'll send them to you. Yeah, as a kid, very, as a very young kid, uh, a friend of mine, his father bought all the Star Wars figures, and so growing up with uh, with this with this kid as a, a good friend of mine. Um, I had access to all the original action figures of Star Wars and vehicles like the original ATST and the original uh, Millennium Falcon. And they were big. They were big. They were functional. They were pretty screen accurate and just great. Like, just delightful. I loved Star Wars action figures. And when they made the re-releases when Kenner Superpowers figures oh, came out, yes, I didn't really care for them. I thought they were weird and bulky, but, you know. But I bought them anyway. Like, I got Boba Fett, because I was like, I love Boba Fett, because he's... Who, does, who doesn't want the Boba? Yeah, who doesn't love the Fett, man? He doesn't do anything, and he gets eaten by a giant sand vagina. Like, who doesn't want but a he fucking... he looks so cool. He looks so cool, he doesn't do anything. Like, who doesn't love Boba Fett? I, uh, I regret to say, and this was, like, right near the end for me, I yeah. regret to say I had quite a few prequel figures, because they had the big rollout of figures, like, buy your figures now before you see the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were trying to sell that shit early on. Which, I mean, I guess they still technically did with Force Awakens. I have a big talking Kylo Ren I got on Star Wars Day before yeah. I even saw the no, movie. No, I deliberately avoided that shit. I remember people were buying their BB-8s. I'm like, what if BB-8's a bomb? Like, what if BB-8 is a crappy character? What if he's the new Jar Jar Binks? You don't buy <laughs> these characters before you even know who they are. You don't know, man. You don't know nothing. Yeah. Now, as it stands, I think BB-8's so, like, so great. I actually have Mickey Mouse ears of BB-8. Nice. But, uh, you know... But, you know, after I saw Force Awakens, though... Yeah, and, you were an informed uh, purchaser. And I will never uh, own a Kylo Ren figure, because, like, while he's an interesting character, he's not cool enough to ever be posed, or... Like, I'm never gonna be like, wow, Kylo Ren's cool. I do believe he is, as the internet calls him, a fuckboy, I do believe. <laughs> yeah, Kylo Ren is a huge cuck. He is like, a Darth fuckboy, is what I do <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that drives me crazy. No, he's just he's just he's a uh, you know he's an emo character. I like him. I think he's I think it's kind of I think it's kind of cool. He he's the opposite of cool, and that's what makes him interesting. Yeah, that's what I think. It's cool that they didn't work on how cool he was. Captain Phasma, however, has the Boba Fett effect. Everyone's like, it's played by a character by an actor from Game of Thrones, and she has a, a really cool silver outfit. Like, 
but she's immediately defeated, doesn't do anything, and like then loses. Like who cares? She is getting a tie-in comic, so maybe we'll see more about her. Oh, who good. Knows? Just like uh, just like Ahsoka or not Ahsoka, um, the the albino bounty hunter that you see for like maybe a tenth of a second in the beginning of oh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy. It's chick. I don't remember what her name was, but like. They, they they make a whole thing about her and how important she is. I'm like, well, in the movies, she's there for a tenth of a second, and nobody cares. Like, but in the expanded universe. Yeah, she's very important and very cool and blah, blah, blah. Like, Yeah, well, that's not real. As it's as evidenced by how much of it was thrown away when like either George Lucas didn't want to do it, or uh, Disney was like, I don't want to do that. Asajj Ventress, thank you. <laughs> There you go. Oh yeah, that's right. She got like a book to finish her off. Oh and yeah, a whole big long thing from the Clone Wars to mm -hmm. everything else. Both Clone Wars, the Gendi ones and the later ones. Yeah. I uh, I do have some Rebels figures from Rebels just because they were like really cheap one Christmas, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll I'll put uh, I'll put Ezra and Kanan up on the mantle because why not? Yeah. Um, somebody needs to Mainly because I'm just like, hey, Star Wars is good again. This was like when the show was going, but before the new movie. And I'm like, you know what? Let me enjoy these two things that I like about Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Rebels is a good show. Um, it is. There's a, sh there's a, okay. Because we're talking about action figures, I just want to address, there are some action figures that existed. And I, I used to know the name of them, so I'm going to throw this out to the chat because I need to know. There was a there was a uh, like a first run action figure line came out in the eighties. They had a tie in comic book, or at least they were going to be a comic book, but they only got like the first run out, and they like rode things, and they had a ridiculous. They had a great like two like you know a synonymous name you know like it was a double entendre, um, and they were really ornate and interesting, and they had like a huge like castle type. Uh, playset, and I've seen right. these. I, I've seen these things at uh, at toy conventions, and I'm like, what the fuck are these things? I, are, are you talking like Dragon Riders? No, it's not Dragon Riders, but it's like Dragon Riders. Okay, because there was Dragon Riders for boys, and then Deke, the same company, made Sky Dancers for girls. Yes, and it was like they would play them both back to back, which was actually kind of a cool idea. Yeah, they're like that, but they were, but they're very specifically something else, and I can't remember. Maybe it was Insectoids. I want to say it's that. I'll take a look. Boy. Insect yeah, I remember Insectoids. But I don't think it's Insectoids. Do you remember Inhumanoids? I do remember Inhumanoids, yeah. Inhumanoids were huge. <laughs> well, like, it's funny. It reminds me of uh, all, the, all the... Like, after... What's it called? No, it's not Insectoids. Uh, um, the when, when Ninja Turtles hit, and everyone was like, Oh, you want... Like anthropomorphic teenage super characters. How about biker mice from Mars or oh, yes. or the or or the uh, what's it called the um, the the Moo Mesa ones, cowboys of Moo Mesa. Oh god, that's a deep old street sharks. Street sharks, great figures. I had by two the way. street sharks. I think I had Slamu, and I can't remember the other one. Andrew and Stewart got one. it. It's Sectors. Sectors, yeah. There Sectors. You go. Okay, first of all, there, everything about Sectors was great, okay? Because, number one, the T was a sword in Sectors. <laughs> Two, uh, they were these great He-Man-esque action figures. Three, they came, they all ride giant insects, but the insects were gloves you put on. Oh. That had an like, so it was a, glo a black glove with an action, with like a, a, you know, a plastic mold distinctly different oh, insects. Oh, yes, I'm looking at them now, yeah. With a saddle, and then you put them on, and you could, like, ride them around, and they came with their own action figures. In <laughs> Sectors, I, okay, so, there's this great convention. If you if you ever get to Jersey, and you come out in November or June, come to ToyCon. Uh, we do videos about with them every once in a while. Uh, ToyCon is unfreaking believe It's a, it's, it is the biggest nostalgia, like, it's the it's the closest thing to going back in time you'll ever get, <laughs> and uh, it's so great. And every time I go, and the first time I went, I saw sectors, and I'm like, I know I, I pride myself on having a lot of information about like pop culture and like the thing. I, I was very aware of all the shit that was available for sale when I was a kid. Of course, but I missed sectors, and I'm like, but that thing looks amazing, <laughs> and I've never heard of it. And sure enough, like it. 
they were like, here's this big thing, and then it just died. But they made some sectors, and so they're kind of available. But just just captured my imagination. I was always really impressed with them. And I was like, man, when, I, when they made those, they must have thought, like, we've, we have destroyed Master of the Universe. We have destroyed Transformers. Because, it's a killer. Yeah. Sectors is the next big thing, and it, it is not. <laughs> just I, I think... The way I knew about Sectors was because Seth Green made fun of it on Robot Chicken. Did he really? Yes, he did. That's great. It was like a little five-minute thing where they're like riding around. And it's like, man, sure is great to be a Sector. And like they gave the rich backstory of the Sectors, <laughs> and then they like, and then they like ran into like one of those uh, lights that kills bugs. Oh yeah, a bug zapper. A bug zapper. There you go. It's like, aha! See, you're great, but you're still riding dumbass bugs. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, if I, I can defeat you with a can of raid. I want to say Marvel actually was working with them, and Marvel was publishing this. Was was going to start doing Sectar comics. I believe it. Um, because Marvel was doing everything back then. Marvel was publishing every comic: Beavis and Butthead, uh, Transformers, uh, Star Wars. Marvel had the license. Trust me. Like the the chat there, Silverhawks. I remember Silverhawks having an amazing theme song. They did. I hated Silverhawks. I hated the show. I hated the figures. I did not like Silverhawks. I don't know why. I, I loved the theme, and they roped me in for the show. Just just because wings of silver, souls of steel, <laughs> silver hawks. Nice. I was always you know like, what, you, you know, why it's a great one because it has a fucking guitar riff in there. You gotta have the guitar. No, the the. Uh, I think we've talked about um, theme songs before, but the fact that that's like, gotta be a show in and of itself. The, the, as long as your show had a killer theme, you guaranteed at least ten minutes of viewing time because, like, there are a lot of shows that I was like, this show is garbage. And I watched it because it had a killer theme. Heathcliff. I That song will still get stuck in my head. Heathcliff is garbage. Just a complete rip-off of Garfield, who in and of itself is a corporate whore. Like, yep. fuck Heathcliff. But that theme song is fantastic. Sure um, is. But, uh, but yeah, the theme songs. Silverhawks, same deal. Defenders of the Earth, terrible show, great theme. Uh, yep. Yeah, but anyway. Bionic 6, Bionic, Bionic 6. <laughs> as long as it was like a power ballad, yeah. I'm they in. They are a family and a ripoff of the Fantastic Four and X-Men simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. That That's off my new album. You can buy that soon off. Joel there. sings <laughs> The Forgotten. <laughs> I sure do. And I don't think anyone will sue me because I don't think anyone actually has the rights to Bionic 6 or cares. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, like, alright, uh, any other action figures we need to talk about before we wrap up? Because we gotta cover as much as we can. Gargoyles. Were, okay, I loved Gargoyles. Didn't they have, like, not a lot? They didn't, they were very, they were very, very slim in them. You could get Goliath, you could get Demona, which I had. Yep. You could get Xanatos, but Xanatos only came in, with all of his armor. Yeah, only with the armor. Only with the armor, which, of course, the armor would all fucking fall out and you would lose the whole goddamn of course. thing, which I know I did because they were all tiny, tiny parts. But, yes, I had Xanatos, I had Demona, I had Brooklyn, and those were the only three I had. Although it's <laughs> funny, one of my friends actually also had a Brooklyn that he didn't want anymore and was getting rid of it, so I had two Brooklyns. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do all sorts of crazy clone capers with my two Brooklyns. <laughs> It's sad because like gargoyles should have really taken off, and they just it really should have. Just you see all up. those great designs and shit from like future episodes. Why why didn't they all become great toys? Yeah, yeah. And so, it, we, like I said, like in in a world in the world today, you can get amazing figures. You can get like I can finally have a, a Hudson from Aliens action figure. I can finally get like screen accurate Ghostbusters figures. And yet, Which is, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's over. It, it's funny, you know. You mentioned the aliens thing. There's funny aliens, Toxic Avenger, RoboCop, all R-rated oh, movies. Oh yeah, that kids <laughs> shouldn't have been allowed to see that had awesome toy lines for kids. Terminator Two as well. Terminator yep. was Terminator. There was a they Terminator uh, made a Play-Doh Fun Factory. Uh, Skynet Terminator manufacturing plant, <laughs> where you came with it came with a, like a couple of ex of uh, ex endoskeletons, and you got pink fleshy uh, play doh. You put it in the mold. They would you'd press it. You'd make a Terminator. You make a naked Arnold, and then you'd be like, oh no, he's getting shot, and then like rip flesh off of him to reveal the Terminator underneath. Who is that for? 
What sicko is that for? What future serial killer to bring it full circle is that for? Yeah. Um, first, by the way, uh, I've also been, I was amazed, um, one of my first, uh, friends in high school's dad, uh, collected, uh, TNG action figures. Oh, nice. I don't, I can't imagine being a, ne- a next generation fan and being like, I need action figures. It's true. Yeah. Here's Picard. He's going to sit down and, you know, talk to us and give us a very impassioned speech. Yes. Oh no. Here come the Romulans. Don't worry, Picard will talk his way out of this one. <laughs> Here's Worf. He's got a big sword. What's he going to do? Nothing. He'll he'll cry about it. He can't use it. Fire torpedoes. <laughs> Belay that order, Worf. Like, wow, what the fuck? How, how not fun? <laughs> the most counterproductive action figures ever. Hey, I'm Wesley Crusher. Yeah, throw me in the garbage. I'll host a dead sci-fi channel TV series. Throw away. Um, but, yeah, like, it's funny, um, but... Thankfully, during the time when I was, like, moving from action figures to statues, uh, Kevin Smith was making the Clerks and Viewisk universe in action figures, where they're just Ah, little statues. And let me tell you something, I have a lot of those. (laughs) A a surprising amount of them. Um, And that's kind of, like, where I want to go with, like, if we were to, if if Comic Pop ever made it huge, I want in action figures of the crew. Nice. Like, I want. uh, See, you sell the couch separately from you, Ben, and Ethan, and you got, like, little places where you can set them down on the couch, is what you got. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at, uh, actually, you know what was a great action figure commercial for for something that doesn't exist? The Rick and Morty action figures. Oh, those were good. And that great commercial? It's great. And they were like, I wonder how much money they spent on this. Because they don't exist, you can't get them. Actually, so I think good. you can now. I think you can get Rick and Morty figures. I don't. I don't know if they're dolls. I think they're just dolls. I don't know if they make. They make yeah, I think you can get like a plush Morty and a plush Mister Meeseeks. I uh, I actually got a chance to do something kind of funny. We were. I was on my way out. I was leaving the East Coast Comic Con, and there was this girl. She was probably like sixteen, and she was holding her Morty doll. Oh. And she was talking to somebody like like passionately, and she dropped it. And he fell on the ground, and like they both just stopped talking, and he fell on the ground. And I, and as I'm walking by, I went, "Ah, jeez, just drop me on the floor, why don't you?" It's and, a lot in life, really. Yeah, and uh, so I'm like, I'm I'm halfway through, but Tiffany looks over my shoulder, and they're like, "Did that just fucking happen?" <laughs> you know what else actually had a ton of action figures, but I never owned any. The Simpsons has a ton of action. Yes, figures. I again came too. It came too late. Uh, it really for, did. For me, I was like, I don't... Number, it came too late for me for a lot of reasons. One, my love of The Simpsons has, has faded into revulsion. And two, uh, I don't I don't know. The only one that I want, I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it at a diner uh, a few months ago. I want the Lard Lad donut mm. like base. That's a good one. That'd be pretty cool. I, I would be okay with that. Um it's funny, I know some celebrities hold up being made into a Simpsons action figure as, like, a major point of pride. What is it? Uh, Bret Hart was, like, complaining to people on you- or to YouTube and Twitter. He's like, yeah, but I'm a Simpsons action figure. Are you a Simpsons action figure? Didn't think so. <laughs> well, good for you, man. Thanks, Bret. Man, Bret's really sour in his old age. <laughs> he has a podcast. I can't listen to it because it's just him complaining for an hour every week. Oh, I can't imagine what that's like. Yeah, man, you know, everything used to be good. Then my brother died and I got kicked in the head. My niece and nephew aren't being used right. Everything sucks. It's LB and Brett. Cool. Thanks for thanks for having us tune in, man. <laughs> thanks for bumming me out, Brett Hart. Why don't you try and show. sell me something? Bumming out with Brett Hart. <laughs> That's the show. Yeah. They see somebody who's just like, Jesus Christ, man, shut up. <laughs> Elric also reminded me, just really quick, uh, The Tick had action figures. Yes, I had, I, I, I had the. Mm, they were really good. I are they yeah. Arthur flapped like the wings flapped in the back. Tick, he bounced or something. It was just, but I had them all and uh, there most of them are gone. But at the at ToyCon, somebody had all of them in their original packaging. Nice. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can buy it. I don't think I can get all these. Um. Again, space, space, and and like they'll sit there for a while, and then like the third time they fall down, I'll be like, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> get the yeah. hell out of here!" Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, but we'll see. You know, uh, Ja Win made a very nice set out of all of his action figures. Maybe I've uh, seen his set. Maybe if if uh, if if Comic Pop ever is able to branch out, get a set, maybe like build out, we can uh, you know we can have that. That's that's kind of what I've been doing with the bus banks. I try and make a thing of getting like a new bus bank at every con I go to because it's a nice souvenir of decent size and it looks good in the background of stuff. Would you consider a bust bank a toy or is it a decoration or is it a little of both? Um, I mean, like, it's a display piece. A bust yeah. bank is more, I think a bust bank is closer to a statue than it is a toy. Yeah. Hmm. What about Funkos? Where do you stand on Funkos? I hate them. Uh, I know you do. That's unless they're, unless someone went through painstaking effort uh, to recreate the comic pop crew like people have, uh, I hate them. those. look great. Yeah. Uh, or if they're like, they made the fun- Funko made those Funko the plastic ones, and they also have, and I hate them, but uh, they do have um, the, the the plushy kind, mm. and they look a little better. There's a little bit better craftsmanship, and uh, and I like those a little better. But you, uh, you you should chat with my buddy Devin from high school, who's always held camera for me for events and everything when I couldn't do it myself. He also hates Funkos. What did he say? He said they're the beanie baby of this generation. Oh yeah, they're okay. So here's the thing. Here's why I hate Funkos, and Ethan will back me up on this one as well. Um, number one, they're really really cheap. Number two, they're really really poorly made. Number three, there's no thought or effort that's put into their design. Number four, they look kind of shitty. Like, they just, they don't look like the thing you want. Number five, they're made to manipulate you into buying them by cornering every market, by cornering every True. piece of fandom and interest. There's so that fiction Funkos. I like, I like Big Lebowski. Oh, look, it's something that, that if I project my memory of the Big Lebowski onto this figure, it will look more like the dude. But the fact is, it doesn't look like the dude. And they don't look like anything. They look like the same thing with shit slapped on top of them through a machine. Like, it's, I, uh, I'm sorry, they're very, very cheap, they're very, very poor, and they don't look good. And the fact is, most people put, keep them in their boxes. Yep. I'm going to take this huge, because every, every store you go into is a wall made, like an igloo made of Funko Pop boxes, right? True, like, even the game stores now are just Funko shops. So I'll just get that wall, and then make a wall of my own in my house. Because you're never going to take them out of the box. If you do, no. at least then you're making, you're taking an effort, you're being like, I want this thing, I don't want the, the, the display piece. And then you just put them in a stack, and it's basically like, no, no GameStop, I want to store all of your plastic at my house. <laughs> like, that's basically what it's like for me. It's it's funny, I have several Funko Pops, anyone who's seen my set when I film stuff for Comics Mac and everything. I did not pay for a single one of no. those. They were all either given to me or were in a box of something mm-hmm. or something like that. There is one Funko Pop we have that we bought, and it was the original costume Doctor Strange. And it was because, mm. like, he looked a little... Like, he's... They put a lot of, like... They, he's got a lot of stuff that makes him look like Doctor Strange and the fact that he's a bobblehead, which is kind of fun. Um, but, like, there's no... There was no really decent Doctor Strange statue that we could get that was affordable slash easy to transport without having to worry about it falling down. Right. You know, um, there, now that, however, now there is a PVC Doctor Strange figure that looks amazing, and he mm. will replace that Funko Pop figure. <laughs> Get knocked off the wall. But yeah, like if you go all in on Funko Pops and you're a merchant, like I'm afraid you're gonna have uh, there's gonna be a Simpsons joke about you. Look, I got Alf Pogs. Remember Alf? He's, He's back, back in Pog form. Funko form. Yeah, hey, remember Alf? I guarantee there's an Alf Funko Pop. Like that's the thing. Oh, is that there's there's one for everything, and it's it, there's no effort put into them. It's like <laughs> as as someone in the chat says, at least you could throw beanie babies at people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could throw a Funko Pop at somebody, but like you'll get you'll get an assault charge. Ow! So, assault with a deadly Funko. Yeah, no. Uh, at the end of the day, Funko Pops are not action figures. They. <laughs> They're not Speaking great. about throwing toys, this just reminded me, and maybe I've told it elsewhere. Uh, one of my dearest friends from uh, low school, Austin, he works at the Ren Fair now professionally. <laughs> he has like a massive scar on like his lip from here to here. And for the longest time, I'm like, what the fuck is up with that scar, man? And I finally asked him one day. He's like, oh, my uh, older sister threw a poly pocket at me one time and it clamped down. <laughs> 
I'm like, really? I'd, I'd tell them something cooler happened, maybe. Right, he's like, well, I like you, I told you the fake story. <laughs> yeah, really. Be like, yeah, you know, I uh, I was fighting a bear with a machine gun. There's like two of them. And, I, and you should see the bear, though. <laughs> okay, somebody put turn me on to the, like, uh, the Square Enix Doctor Strange figure, which I think Tiffany has seen and wants. But <laughs> yes, that thing looks awesome. So, yeah, we'll probably get that, too. That's the thing. Thanks, the thing is, like, I want to get, like, all these really cool, like, that PVC Doctor Strange, that Doctor Strange. There's always, there's, of course, like, a gigantic statue that I think Sideshow made. Um, there's a lot of great statues. I don't want it to look like it's the Doctor Strange show with all the Doctor Strange stuff you could possibly find. Like, you gotta mix it up, guys. We do also have a great uh, 1602 Doctor Strange statue as well. Nice. But, uh, yeah, gang, that's the show. Uh, action figures, man. I love them. Even if I don't buy them, I, I'm glad they existed. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the Secret Wars figures, which you couldn't stand oh, up. Oh, jeez. That's, that's a whole freaking show in and of itself. Secret Wars, man. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, I love them. I, I, and every time I see them, it makes me feel a little, it makes me, it makes me smile. I feel good yeah. inside. Um, even though they are just molded pieces of plastic that are meant to trick my parents into spending <laughs> their disposable income on me. Like, Still tick tickles that part of the brain. It though. does. It really does. And like, yeah, there's something to be said, especially when like there's some kind of purity and earnestness put into it. Like if it, the things that I hated were when they like did a repaint. You know, like, yeah. hey, here's the Psylocke figure. It was the Phoenix figure, but we just repainted it. That uh, that Aqua Venom that I put in the chat that we were talking, I had two different versions of that. I had the original black and neon green version. Then there was the red and gold dark water Aqua Venom. Where I'm <laughs> like, you just you just changed the colors on these. Yeah, man. come on. Exactly. No, that's weak. So, um, yeah, uh, there you go, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Of course, uh, Joel, what's going on in Cape Joel that everybody should be very excited to see. Well, if you head on over to my channel right now, Matt and I did a little streaming of Injustice Sunday night. We kind of did like a hybrid where it's like, let's try and do a regular show and talk about news, but let's also have a couple Injustice matches in there. Yeah. We were pretty evenly matched overall, and I think that turned out pretty good. I discovered a great way to make my PlayStation Eye camera work better, move my couch closer to the camera. <laughs> so I did that, and it works much better now. That's a good idea. <laughs> so, check, so check that out, everyone. Seriously, watch it. Um, well, in a couple hours, we will be dropping a very special episode of Back Issues where we're going to talk about the J. Michael Straczynski creator of Babylon 5 run on Thor um, with a very special guest. So make sure to check that out. It's going to be really fun. Uh, yeah, Jason Inman was on the couch with us, and there was no way we weren't going to shoot a Back Issues. And there he is. So check it out. Nice. Um, yeah, so now we, I have the distinction of having pretty much everybody, like... We had uh, Benny and Robin episode uh, Craven Last Hunt. We had Joel with uh, Terminator vs. Robocop. Yep. And uh, we got Jason Inman on uh, Thor. It's pretty great. You've collected pretty much everyone. We are your action figures that you have collected. That's right. Yeah, I know. It's fun. Um, got so the whole set. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hopefully like diversifying a little more. We'll see. But uh, check it out, everybody. See you guys next week with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. And, of course, if you're listening to this on iTunes, thank you so much for subscribing. Tell your friends. Make sure to get everybody on board. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So long.